Welcome to Amazon Ads Raw Daily with your host, Alex. Welcome and good morning. This is Amazon Ads Raw Daily. It's Tuesday, the 5th of September. And today we're going to talk about naming conventions, naming structures for your campaigns as uh, I think we have not talked about that yet. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit and why I think naming structures is important to manage and keep control of your advertising structures on Amazon ads, but also outside of Amazon ads and any other advertising platform. So if you're somebody who uses, who is not using a naming structure, then um, yeah, this is for you. Uh, if you're somebody who's using a naming structure naming convention already then this is not new news but maybe you can still learn a little bit and then after that we'll have another news update from the aggregator scene yesterday we talked about the bankruptcy of ben benitago and today we have another news coming in all right so naming convention why is it important first of all it helps you to get structured within your account. It helps you to identify campaigns more quickly. And it helps you for reporting purposes, depending on how you do reporting. But assuming most of you do it similar to how everybody else does it, then naming structures can help for reporting purposes. The main thing you should start with is give your campaign names the first abbreviation based on the campaign type. Sponsor products, SP, sponsor brands, SB, sponsor display, SD. We do another step for sponsor brands. We divide into sponsored brands and sponsor brand videos. Then it is an SBV. Um, and then you can either use a, a dash or an underscore or maybe even a dot. So you should use something unique, which also helps you in Excel to um, split up your data easily into the different into the different frames, uh, into the different segments. And now it gets interesting. Um, you should think about what will all my campaigns have in common across the different campaign types. And this should be the, the this should be coming first. Um, and the less common it's across all the campaign types, the, the, the further backwards I would put it. The reason for that is if you put, if you use, uh, split data into cells, then it's easy for you. The first thing is campaign type. The second thing is, let's say the targeted ASIN, uh, or the brand. If you have, if you manage multiple brands, for example, you're in an agency, then maybe you want to. Uh, add the brand name <clears throat> in the campaigns too, or the brand name abbreviation somehow, and then maybe the ASIN, and so on and so forth. At the end, you would put the most granular thing um, for that campaign, which, for example, is the used keywords or the used group of keywords. Um. Why would I do this? Because then you kind of have 
and you split that all up, you kind of know, okay, my first position is this, my second position is always this, my third position is always this. If you mix it up, then it's going to be mixed up and then you cannot compare first, second, and third column easily with each other. So giving you an example, um, let's say campaign type, underscore, then the brand, if you have many brands, we work with many brands, then would be ideal to add the brand there too. And then the third item could be your advertised ASIN or parent ASIN. If you have a structure where you mix up multiple ASINs from multiple parents, it gets a little tricky. It's easy if you have a single promoted ASIN campaign structure, then it's very simple. Um, if you promote parents and you have multiple childs promoted in a campaign, uh, then maybe you want to use parent. Uh, as a third identifier in your campaign name structure. And then it comes down to the individual targeting and subtypes. Sponsor product subtypes are automatic keyword targeting or product targeting. This is three different subtypes. On sponsor brands, you have subtypes product collection ad, store, and video. And on sponsor display, you also have, uh, sorry, for sponsor brand, let's, let's recap, let's recap it. The subtypes would be keyword targeting or product targeting. And eventually you want to do an additional off Amazon as this is a new beta, uh, as well as, a, as a targeting. And the same goes for sponsor display. You have either audience based targeting or contextual meaning product targeting. And this would be your targetings. That could be the third abbreviations, the targeting options. The fifth could be the creative options. So on sponsor products, there is no creative option. So <clears throat> maybe you use a dummy for that. Uh, it's always a responsive e-commerce ad on sponsor products. And on sponsor brands, you have the option between custom image, uh, product, uh, product collection ad, uh, custom engine and so on and so forth. So there's many things you have to think about. I'm not going into all the details here. Uh, make sure that you write down all the different ad types, eventually for sponsor brands, the different destinations. Is it going to a store or to a landing page, product detail page? Is it keyword or product targeting? And is it, um, when it comes to, to keywords or even products, is it my own keywords, my own branded keywords, or is it competitors? And then you can drill it down into these different abbreviations and eventually the campaign name gets very long uh, and uh, relatively complex. But if everybody understands what everything stands for, make it easy to to the people understand it. So for example, I'll, I would use for the ad type and sponsor brand, if it's a product collection, I would call it underscore PC. If that product collection ad is, and that's a specific um, a specific example for a sponsor brand. If the product collection ad is going to a store page, then it would be underscore PC underscore ST for store. If it's going to a product detail page, then it's a PC underscore PDP or uh, because it's called landing page inside sponsor brand, you can also do PC underscore LP for landing page. So think about these different things and these different uh, namings. They can help you 
comparing also the different targetings and the different destinations and ad types with each other. And eventually you'll figure out something uh, along the way that product collection ads work better than store uh, store spotlights or um, product collection ads with uh, the store work better than the store spotlights or store spotlights work better or whatever. It helps you to compare things in the reporting. It helps you to easily um, go into find the campaigns where you need to want to make adjustments. So if you're on the search engine result page and you see, oh, this ad is not looking as I wanted it to be, then it's easier to find that ad with a perfect naming structure. <clears throat> and for reporting purpose, it's also very important. There's one thing um, I want to call out here. Obviously, you can make it super complicated and super complex. Think about where do you want to end um, and and where where is, so to say, the threshold of making it even more granular. So for example, if you call it, it's a keyword campaign or it's a product targeting campaign, do you also want to add all the keywords which are in the campaign? If it's a single keyword campaign, that's easy. Then you just add the keyword as well. If it's a multi-keyword campaign, um, it gets harder. Uh, if you use keywords and you use different match types within the campaign, maybe you want to add that mixed match types, MM. Uh, or if uh, it's only exact, then you maybe want to add this to the campaign name as well. Keyword exact. And then maybe the keyword group or whatever. Think about that. It's worthwhile investing some time in thinking such as thinking through such a structure. There's probably some examples out there in the wild as well. And one last piece on this. Also think of Amazon doing iterations and new features and new options. So think about um, those cases as well that they are not blowing up your or your existing structure. Think about, okay, what happens if Amazon is now introducing a new targeting method for sponsor brands? Will this be able to fit into my structure, which I have created, or not? All right. That's just thought, food, food for thoughts. Think about that. I think it's very important to have a good naming convention. And now let's come to the news of today. So after last week, and I announced it yesterday in the podcast, the <clears throat> e-commerce company, New York-based e-commerce company, Benitago, uh, which acquired small third-party sellers on Amazon, um, had filed for bankruptcy. Now the next news are coming in from yesterday or even Sunday Um I just read it this morning. Apollo seeks buyer for Amazon brand aggregator Perch. Apollo Global Management, which is a venture capital company, is reportedly second-guessing its investment in Amazon brand aggregator Perch. Private equity firm in 2021, tw pledge up to, okay, that's, I think, a uh, wrong number here. Uh, which Victory Park Capital, which invests in multiple aggregators, perch among them. Now, as Bloomberg News reported late Friday, 
Victory Park is seeking a buyer for Perch, according to sources family with the matter. The source added that Apollo has gotten more involved in the sales as Victory Park has thus far not succeeded. The report notes that the aggregator sector has cooled amid rising interest rates and costs and slowing online demand. All right. This is a very interesting. Elevate Brands got bought from SellerX in May or they merged. Then Nitago bankruptcy. Now Apollo Global Management is looking for a buyer uh, for Perch. Um, that's now getting <clears throat> very interesting and intense. I actually don't know what kind of products Perch is selling, where they're heavy, where they're not. I'm not um, that deep into the aggregator business, except for our own aggregator. Um, but I'm not uh, sure what it actually means, but it's extremely interesting time to be in. So let's see what happens within the next weeks and months and what happens with Perch. I wish them all just the best. Good luck. And hopefully for all the employees, they will find a good place to stay. And with that, thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful Tuesday. Cheers and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Amazon Ads Raw Daily. And remember to stay curious. 